This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 109 of Horsemanship Radio, brought to you by Omega Fields, the world's best omega-3 supplements for horses. Horsemanship Radio is part of the family of the Horse Radio Network. And today we have two horsewomen who just happen to be front runners in the equine media business, too. These ladies are great spokespersons for horses. This is Debbie Laux, and you're listening to the Horsemanship Radio. Thanks for joining us. Horsemanship Radio airs on the 1st and the 15th of the month, and I have my producer, Glenn, with me today. Hi, Glenn. Hi there. I've been a while. I know. It's glad to have you back on this Good media to be back. episode. Jennifer's off in Lexington, Kentucky, so At I am here. Lucky girl, yes, and you're not suffering from the, uh, the arena blast to I your nostrils. I get sick every I time I go to that arena, which is why she wouldn't let me go again. Yeah, so. <laughs> don't blame her. Then she has to repair you when you get home. That's right. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's a perfect episode for you to be back, though. I think you're just going to love these um, two two interviews we have coming up because they're right up your alley. They're uh, Equine Info Exchange and Elite Equestrian Magazine, so they're all about media. And I know Noelle, who's coming on a little bit later. Know her well. She lives right near us, actually. Ah, Oh, that's right. She is in Florida. I forgot about that. True. Yeah. And we just partnered. I I did want to just tell you about this, too. Uh, If you haven't heard about the Right Horse Initiative, it's a really cool thing that we've just signed on to. And I want to tip my hat to them today, too. We're just proud to support this. um, It's a national movement, and it's reframing the conversation about equine adoption. You know how rescue dogs and rescue anything, rescue pigs, you know, everybody's talking rescue and it has this sort of, I don't know, um, cause oriented feel to it. But in reality, really people are just repurposing animals that already exist as opposed to breeders. Right. That sort of makes sense. Right. Uh, Yeah. And, and, um, If you reframe that thought to transition horses as opposed to making them sound like, you know, a a sad commercial on TV or something, you know, rescues, flies in the eyes and the the sad music playing. The ones I have to fast forward through because I just can't make it. Yeah, I can't do it. I know. I'm I'm with you, too. The puppies and (laughs) And the people. And they're (laughs) cowering in the corners and everything. Yeah. So the, the cool thought about the right horse initiative is that they, um, they realize that a lot of horses are completely useful and there's just somebody living across the country or something who could use that horse to teach with or whatever. And the owner is just not having it anymore. The 16 year old went off to school or whatever, you know, and, um, they're kind of looking at this from the right point of view. Um, they're collecting industry professionals and equine welfare advocates and putting them together in a really intelligent way to improve the lives of horses with this transition thing. Like, for example, they just gave this big grant to this um, organization that sort of figured out how to figure FEMA regions almost of um, trailers and moving horses around so that if somebody is teaching in Florida and they need a new lesson horse and there's like a cluster of lesson horses in Colorado 
how do they figure out how to get that horse down there? Well, this company has sort of figured, or this organization has, it's a .org, a nonprofit, has figured out how to make that whole world shift correctly. And I don't know, we're just really proud to be a part of them. Uh, Dad, Monty Roberts has joined the initiative, and um, I'm, I hope people will add their voice to it because I think there's a lot of really cool stories about adoptions of horses and uh, they even have a site set up for it horse adoption story at let's see i I have a website it's the right horse.org forward slash share hyphen your hyphen story and uh, if you go on the right horse.org you'll see it and people are putting up their photos there and starting to talk about that and you know in the dog industry the dog and cat rescue and all that there was a statistic I read just recently that said that they went from 3 million euthanized pets, animals, a year down to less than a million in just a few years. That's a huge drop, you know, um, and it's not just education. It's also this whole idea that it's kind of nice to grab a rescue as opposed to. And with horses, it's even more important because it's it's harder to really noodle how to get a horse uh, from the United States and transition them around to where they, you know, can sing, where they can have a real good rest of their life. You know? Sound like a good idea? Sounds like a great idea. Anything we can do to uh, find more horses, more homes. Exactly, exactly. It's a great advocacy for horses. So anyway, we're going to hear um, more about that, I'm sure, in the future. And I'm really happy to uh, bring those people on here soon, too. But Today, we have Kathy Lynn coming up, and I'd like to get started with her interview straight away. Your horse is your partner in sport, in leisure, and just in life. To keep him at his peak performance and optimal health, a solid nutritional foundation is key. Ideally, horses are able to graze fresh, growing grasses, which most closely mimic their natural diet. But that may not always be possible, and we may need to supply some of those missing ingredients in today's diets and provide more functional foods. One component of a horse's diet that is often underfed are omega-3 fatty acids. While more prevalent in fresh forages, harvested forages are lower in omega-3 fatty acids due to their more advanced maturity. Obviously, grasses and legumes have to grow to a sufficient height in order to be harvested, while foraging patterns of horses show great preference for shorter, less mature plants. That's why modern horsemen and horsewomen trust Omega Horse Shine to provide a powerful, bountiful source of omega-3 fatty acids for their equine partners. Look for Omega Horse Shine from Omega Fields at your local tack and feed supplier, or you can find them online at omegafields.com. Well, welcome, Kathy Lynn. It's good to see horse persons thriving in their own businesses. I'm so happy to have you on. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be on. Really appreciate it. Well, it's lovely that you're such a horsewoman, too, and at such a high level. And, um, I'm so happy you you can pay for your horse habit, too, through through this business. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we're all striving for that, right? So I was hoping that you would open us up with a little bit about describing who has found your site to be their go-to horse info place? Sure, Debbie. Thank you for asking. 
Um, anybody can find our site if they're remotely interested in any type of riding discipline, if they're interested in health, education, welfare. And one of the sections that I'm really uh, so proud of is our rehoming section. Uh, Equine Info Exchange has the largest directory of rehoming organizations in the world. And so anybody can find a place to donate their hard-earned money to help uh, horses and other good causes. So I really take great pride in that, and I think it's a great repository and a great resource for folks if they want to give back to the equine community. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. That's I didn't know it was the largest like that, too. I didn't even know that aspect of you, and so much of it is is really a cool site. So you, we've talked, we introduced you a little bit as a, you know, you play polo and you own racehorses. So you're, you're reaching to horses at a pretty high level. So what do you consider your greatest strength that you bring to this industry? I would say to be leveraging technology. I also come from a technology background. So we launched the site in January of 2015, and we've already grown to be the largest a top influencer in the world in the equine space. And I've used that to leverage uh, by leveraging technology. I've also spoken with lots of clients, uh, met both nationally and internationally, and have helped them succeed with their business in leveraging technology as well. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, we're in businesses where, for example, you are caring for horses or you're selling tack. Uh, or you're developing a new feed or a healthcare product. Um, we don't have time to learn about technology. We're too busy doing our business. So this is where EIE also can step in and help and say, hey, look, we have 3 million people who see our site or see a piece of social media every single month. So how can we help you? And we've done that as well. Uh, you had mentioned uh, Ada previously. Um, actually, uh, we were invited by Ada to be on their media panel this weekend. Mm-hmm. So another exciting thing is to take a look at new products. Uh, it's going to be sort of a, a mini Shark Tank format, if you will, um, but hopefully not as vicious, <laughs> where yeah. people will offer their products and show us some, you know, their, their either new line of clothing or a revolutionary product that will help the horse owner or the horse themselves. And so I'm so thrilled to be invited and included at Ada. Uh, I went last year for the first time, and it was terrific. And I certainly recommend anybody in the trade uh, participating in that organization. So afterwards, what I'm going to do is tweet about the, the products or put them on Facebook and write a blurb. So it will help either uh, new businesses who are emerging or established businesses businesses who have a product um, or a good or service that that they want to promote. So that's what's so exciting about going to ADA. It seems to be that every week there's like a new event or um, something new uh, a person who loves horses can participate in. Uh, So that's very exciting as well. It is. I mean, I think about when I was a kid, the the amount of products that were, my goodness, there's such science and there's such um, useful things now. Um, I mean, even though horsemanship 
really it, it, it's grown in the relationship with horses and it's it's better for horses uh, it it seems to be you know it's an old sport right six thousand years old right. really and yet um a lot of it never changed until the last i don't know if that's technology or what but a lot of a lot of changes are really good for the horse i mean just things like um oh uh, uh, the girths Think about the girths, how different they are, you know, and I would love, so on the shark tank thing, you got me curious about that. I mean, what's the win? Do they get to promote on your site or what's the prize at the end if they pitch the right way? Well, you know, that's interesting. I don't think that they're going for revenue per se, but they're just going to get their message out. Uh, So So it's exposed. I will, I will. I have to come back on your show then and let you know how it went. (laughs) Um, Please, Yeah, because I can then talk about some new products that I've seen in the industry and also industry trends uh, because, you know, things change so often. Uh, For example, riding apparel. I I mean, maybe when we were kids, riding apparel looked very different than it does now. It remember, I remember not even having zip-up boots, English riding boots. They, (laughs) you know... and and now, you know, they all zip up, it seems. So um, there's always new changes in styles, fashion, technology, leveraging technology um, for new horse products as well. So, yeah, it's going to be very, very exciting to see what, what people come up with. I also love your, your articles, uh, you know. So this isn't just a bunch of information thrown on a website too it it really you you've done some really great things in articles so um and that only a good horse person can really bring that you got the eclipse award in 2017 for two articles i think you want to tell us about well we were nominated for yep we were nominated for two eclipse awards no that's okay um one was about uh elizabeth arden who was a very famous um cosmetic person as you know but also a very famous horsewoman. She uh, had racehorses at Belmont Park, which sadly got burned in a fire. And my veterinarian knew the trainer who said she had this eight-hour cream that she sent gallons over to Belmont oh. Park. Um, to, and it actually helped the horses burn. So that was amazing. Um, so that was one article that was submitted. And the other article was about Penny Chenery. Yeah. Uh, Penny was a um, the owner of Secretariat, as you know. And Marion Altieri, one of our star journalists, uh, wrote both articles, and she did a wonderful, wonderful job. And Penny was a mentor to her. So both articles were submitted um, and considered for Eclipse Awards. And actually, the Eclipse Awards are happening this evening in Florida. Oh. So um, so it's going to be very exciting to watch those. Um, yeah. 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 So uh, things like that are wonderful. So I really feel like you've you've set up a site that is for the horse person. It's not just somebody... Um, it's, and across the board though, it's not somebody who's just Googling around. This is somebody who wants to come back to it every day. And I don't care if you're at the, I'm just getting into horses or if you're a professional looking for areas of expertise on there, which is really fun. This sounds like a big commercial for your site. I guess it's, (laughs) but it really should be about you, but you're so much, you're so integral to it. Um, what are your long-term plans for the site? Well, in fact, thank you, Debbie, because um, it's it's not me per se. I don't want to be the Angie of Angie's list. Oh, okay. I, want, <laughs> I, I, I want the site to stand on its own. I want the site to be a community. I want the site to be a place where everybody has a place at the table, both large companies 
and small companies, and they have a platform in which to share their ideas. So, yes, we have live news feeds, we have every discipline, and even people who aren't involved with horses, uh, people who want to maybe take a horse vacation or, um, you know, or be able to pet a horse somewhere or buy horse jewelry for their loved ones. I'm raising my hand here. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a place where, you know, it's also a lifestyle type of site. So yes, um, there's everything there. The reason I created it was because there was nothing there previously, nothing like it previously, and that's why I built it. So I just, I wanted to stand on its own as its own entity and its own living, breathing community for those who want to enjoy it. Yeah. Well, one of the things we had a conversation, I know, I love what you're doing. We had a conversation about grassroots and getting the horse industry expanding for the next generation and getting into the youth. And um, tell us a little bit about your passion there, because I I really admire you for that. Oh, thank you. Um, Well, what I'm doing is I'm working with a national horse industry and trying to find creative ways, leveraging best practices in other industries. We had spoken about the U.S. Tennis Association, about uh, P- the PGA, how they have an event called the First Tee, where they have uh, young, young students or young children who wouldn't ordinarily be involved with golf to golf. So how can we do that with our youth? Um, likewise, on the other end of the spectrum, how can we involve our senior citizens? Mm-hmm. We have an aging population that is still so vital and wants to be relevant and wants to do something interesting. So, you know, maybe they don't want to ride, but maybe they can volunteer at at uh, rehoming organizations, or maybe they can get involved in therapeutic riding. There's always opportunities to connect with a horse in so many different ways. You don't just have to ride. You can drive. You can do halter classes. Um, there's so many different disciplines, and that's why I want to you know, expand the footprint of people being involved in our wonderful sport. Yeah, and for the inside of a person, too, right? It's not Absolutely. just... Yeah. And, and that's where I hate to lose that in, in the future, the the goodness that it does for the inside of us um, being around horses. It's different, isn't it? We know as a horse person. Uh, absolutely. I saw on Facebook recently someone posted, what is your favorite smell? Mm-hmm. And apart from, say, baked bread and, and fresh cut grass, uh, so many people said, I love the smell of horses. Mm-hmm. Going into a barn and just closing your eyes and then hugging a horse and breathing the scent when, when you're buried in, buried in its mane, I mean, it's just uh, unbelievable. So absolutely. Mm-hmm. And to give people the opportunity that have never experienced that, it's just a wonderful thing. So how can we help, you know, help people expand upon, upon that and how can we introduce people to that? You know, it's always an ongoing process that I'd love exploring. That's wonderful. Well, we're lucky to have you out there, Kathy Lynn. I'm so, so pleased you stayed with the horses and, and didn't get lured into New York city too hard. <laughs> you, I can't believe you taught riding lessons in New York city. Where was that? Was it downtown? Uh, yeah, that, 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 that was interesting, uh, especially during some of the crazy parades that they have. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> <Sure>. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but lots of fun and keeps you on your toes, and it's all good. 
Ah, you're a great horsewoman. We appreciate having you on Horsemanship Radio, and we'll have to have you back for all kinds of reasons, but especially, yeah, I want to hear about you, too. Yeah, okay. Perfect. You got it. Thank you, Debbie. Hi, Carol Herter here, president of Cavallo, home of the world's most trusted and popular hoof boots. You know, one of the most interesting parts of what I do is the many horsey stories I get to hear. Most of them are really uplifting. Some are stories of challenges, and a few are downright sad. Recently, a wonderful woman took the time to approach us at a show to share a story about her horse who went down in quicksand. It started out as a really scary story. We were holding our breaths, waiting for the outcome, and it turned out wonderful. They winched the horse out relatively unscathed, albeit, you know, a little traumatized, and everyone standing around were super amazed that he still had his cavallo hoof boots on. Scary story with a good ending. Another testament to cavallo. If you don't have a pair for your horse, it's time. Cavallos are easy to put on, easy to take off when you want to take them off, and they stay on. They stay on in all terrain. Cavallo, the world's most trusted hoof boots. Noelle Vanderbrink, editor of the Elite Equestrian Magazine, was born and raised in New Jersey and had an early passion for horses, riding at six years old and active in the 4-H until all the way until graduating high school. She started with Western. She barrel raced in the middle and early high school years, and then she moved to hunt seat and competed in jumpers. Noelle and her husband, Bill, who is um, also on the Elite Equestrian Marketing team, moved to Pennsylvania where they purchased land and built a farm. She took a break in serious riding to raise two children, as we do sometimes, but always kept horses and continued her riding. And she became a 4-H club leader, even. She and her family participated in equestrian activities, including mounted orienteering and revolutionary war reenacting. I can't wait to talk to her about that. Now she's competing in dressage and loving it. Bill and Noel started their own media products about 15 to 17 years ago. Uh, different products they started began to take fruit. And then the Elite Equestrian Magazine was born and has grown steadily ever since from their home in Ocala, Florida. Well, welcome, Noel Vanderbrink. Thanks for joining us on Horsemanship Radio. Well, thanks so much for having me, Debbie. I appreciate it. So you're in beautiful Ocala, Florida. Did you get to ride today? I did. <sighs> And the weather was perfect. Ah, you made most of America jealous today because it's been so cold in the United States. I'm really glad. But that is a beautiful area. It is horse country down there and all kinds of horses in that country, too. So you are the editor elite equestrian magazine, editor of Elite Equestrian Magazine. And I'm uh, so impressed with that magazine. But I wanted to get you on today because I was super impressed that you're going to start a Western um, type or a Western genre equestrian magazine. Is it going to be completely different than your Elite Equestrian Magazine or just a different variation? Just a different variation. The Elite Equestrian format is very successful. It's been uh, cultivated over time based on, uh, you know, the readers, what readers tell me, what advertisers tell us, uh, the compliments or suggestions I get from people. So with that, um, we're not, we don't want to, you know, break, uh, fix something that's not broken. So uh, we're going to have a fashion section, a attack and training section, um, event highlights, and uh, you know, book reviews and interviews and all the things that that people love about Elite Equestrian, just geared towards Western. 
Okay. And that when you say Western now, that's a pretty broad category. Are you getting it kind is. of into the old California Vaquero thing? Or are you basically looking at those bigger, chunkier saddles than you usually do on the, on the <laughs> English side? Uh, well, um, well, we try not to be discipline specific with Elite Equestrian, and we're going to try to do the same thing with Western. I know we're going to have reining. Um, I know we're going to be doing uh, an interview with uh, the Brodeo Queens and um, – you know, we're, we're going to probably flirt with, with cowboy uh, influence, but it's supposed to be geared towards people who, who um, like an equestrian lifestyle. So I'm envisioning, you know, quarter horse people, uh, Arab people who ride Western. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and again, we, we don't like to be discipline specific or breed specific. Uh, and I always like to be open to what people approach me with. And I'm sure we'll be approached with things I haven't even thought of. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, when you, you're in that... That so you've done some really amazing things over the years. You've been in media. We we introduced you as being in media for a long time, uh, mm-hmm. 15, 17 years, I think you said. And um, you've been able to innovate and do that. What what's innovative about the Western magazine? Uh, well, I think it's timely. There seems to be a need for it. Um, you know, I think we we offer what um, there's not too many other Western magazines to begin with, and what we offer is we. We're going to follow the same philosophy that we do with the lead equestrian. That is, we want to put it in the hands of the equestrians. So we're going to be having it at venues and events where there are Western riders who are active. If they're active, they're obviously uh, serious and, um, you know, they take their sport seriously. And those are the people that, that really that the advertisers want to reach because, um, you know, that's, that's the foundation for, you know, for the magazine. And uh, we want to make the readers happy and we want them to read things that they want to read about. And, you know, we try to be innovative with, with how we get the magazine to people. It's also going to be available in a digital version online, like Elite Equestrian is, with free hyperlinks. And I don't think anybody else does that. And, I know. That's um, great. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's very time-consuming. So that's why. And if they do do it, then they charge for it. And, you know, we don't. We include that. So, um, you know, we try to make it as user-friendly as possible because it's a win-win for everyone, for the readers, for the advertisers. And then it makes our product grow and everybody's happy. Yeah, grow, I think, is the word, too, because I think that's how people find you. That's how I uh, originally I found you because you you uh, did a spread, I think, on Flag is Up Farms and Mom with her sculptures. But as mm-hmm. soon as I went online, this is where I start networking. You get to see mm-hmm. where all these different directions go with horses, which is really fun. Um, yeah. but I, I always like to dig into the background of a, of a horsey kind of product, though. And I know that your background, we've read your bio, but it is uh, that you have a passion for horses. And I think that's probably what makes things really tick for a good equestrian or um, you know, an equine product. So tell us about your dressage horse, mm-hmm. who also jumps a little bit too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, her name is Brilliant One. Uh, her call name is Mexi. She's eight. And uh, she was born on Cinco de Mayo, May 5th. And that's how she got the call name of Mexi. And uh, she's a Swedish warm blood with a with Holsteiner uh, mixed in. And um, she's like a golden color. She's actually a buckskin. But uh, those registries do not recognize buckskin as a color, so we call her a golden bay. Oh, and, uh, that's a good she, idea. You know, she, she's gorgeous. And then uh, in the winter when she's clipped, she gets like um, this beautiful brown chestnut color with, with gray dapples on her. Oh. So uh, it's really cool. Then in the summer when she shed it out, she's all gold. 
And, um, you know, she's just beautiful and she's got a wonderful personality. Uh, she's very, very smart. And sometimes that's, that makes things difficult because she, she thinks she knows better than I do when she anticipates. So we're always uh, trying to work together to be on the same page. But uh, I'm, I'm very appreciative to have her and um, we're a great team and um, we work well together. And, and she does jump. Um, I mean, I'm using her for dressage, but um, her lineage is... Um, uh, she's linked to, I'm told, all the, all the prominent show jumping horses in Europe are, are in her lineage. And uh, I'm told, my trainer said, when I still had her at their farm, whenever anyone came who was a jumper, they'd look at her and say, is this one for sale? And she'd be like, no. And then she'd tell them about her and her background. And she said, I didn't tell them that you're riding her for, with dressage because they'd be upset. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well, the yeah. secret, huh? Um, well, yeah. it's, I'm going to put a link up to her photo that you sent me there, too, because I oh. think, didn't you say you this was just from a show that you were just in, this beautiful photo of her? You can see her color in it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. yeah, so you're out there showing. You're out, you're out mm-hmm. doing it. I love that. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I love to stay active and it uh, gives me a goal to reach. And uh, you always have to be going forward. If you don't go forward and have something to look forward to, then, you know, you're kind of stagnant no matter what you're doing. So, agree. Yeah. So, agree. But you mm-hmm. still cherish your uh, little Arabian that was your, your children's mm-hmm. 4-H project. Tell us about the, the reenactment battles with that little guy. Oh, yes. Yeah, we um, we participated in the, the reenactment of Mammoth, and uh, we were doing reenacting. Uh, we were part of a group at that time, the Second New Jersey, and um, I got into it because we were, it was something we were kind of interested in, and we, I used to do mounted orienteering, and that's where um, uh, there's a clue hidden, there's five clues actually hidden out in, in a wooded area, and uh, the ride manager gives you a map and circles the areas, and when you think you're in the area based on the map, then you look for the clues, and it could be something unnatural like a gate, or it could be something natural like a fallen tree, and they give you um, you know, readings, and you use a compass to shoot an azimuth, and where the azimuths intersect is where the clues should be hidden, and it's a timed event. So anyway, I sponsored one of these events at our farm in Pennsylvania because we bordered a beautiful 40,000-acre state forest, and one of the riders who came had this, um, you know, vintage-type saddlebag, and I thought, he's got to be a reenactor, and I asked him when he came back, and uh, he was, and in fact, he, he's a very prominent reenactor. He was in um, the Patriot movie with Mel Gibson. Um, he was the first. He was the first guy that Mel Gibson shot off the horse in the scene when they when he rescued his son from being hanged, and um, one of his horses, the horse that he rode at my event, actually was ridden by Jeff Daniels in the Crossing movie. Oh wow! Um, yeah, and he was Jeff Daniels' stunt double. And um, anyway, so we got to talking, and he got me into reenacting, and um, so he had us bring our horses to the Battle of Vomit that he was doing, and um, I brought my quarter horse that we lost recently, and AJ, and the quarter horse, actually, you would think they'd be very calm, but he he was really freaked out, but, but AJ was as calm as can be, and they actually the used him in the battle. Yeah, for an Arabian, and, and he was fine. He, was, he, he handled it, the, the cannons going off, and I didn't ride him, I let somebody else ride him. Um, but, uh, yeah, he was, he was great. He braved it. And, um, yeah, he was, he was a very good boy. He always wants to please and he's rock solid. And, uh, that's why he was my kid's 4-H horse. And, uh, he's 36 now and he's still going strong. Unbelievable. Uh, I never heard things like that when I was a kid, you know, in 36, they were, you know, barely, barely breathing. If you ever heard of a horse, but now it's pretty, it's getting pretty common. You take good care of them, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I heard you uh, you just uh, you've just ridden them at Lynn Palms Trail Challenge in Ocala. Yes, 
Yep. Last year we took him to Lim Palms Trail Challenge, and uh, he did really good. He trotted pretty much. He trotted the whole course. Whatever he was supposed to trot, he trotted, and I could tell he enjoyed himself so much. And oh. uh, I I wanted to bring him this year, but we were moving um, when she had that event, and we weren't able to get him to it. But um, I mean, I, I we're more settled now, so I, I do plan on hopping on him again. Of course, I don't push him, but I take him for little walks, and you know, he enjoys it. So. Uh, keeps him keeps him young, probably, but. Yeah. Um, Good. So see, you're a horse girl. We love that in the, yeah. in the background, but it, it shows in your magazine too. But there must be somebody in your family who has the eye. Who is the eye? I mean, you, you and Bill are both talented, but there is su- it's so beautiful, your magazine, mm-hmm. and informative too. I mean, I, I learn mm-hmm. a lot in it too with the different articles, but who, who is it that's the talent for the, the uh, graphics, I guess, or the mm-hmm. photos? Well, I'm guilty of that. That's me. I, uh, I, um, uh, I, I dabble with photography also, and uh, I do have a pretty good eye for picking good photos and figuring out which ones should be, you know, the prominent one in an article and which ones can be, you know, something kind of on the side or like an added thing, like in a circle or a bubble or something. And I always try to find something that I can bleed from one page to another so that it, you get those nice, big, sweeping photos. I think that's beautiful when you're flipping through a, a beautiful print glossy magazine and you flip open to a page and it's got this big photo on it. And it makes you want to turn the page and see what else is there, you know. And uh, that's something that I think that digital just can't um, can't duplicate. So I, I think print is always going to be there. I think so too. And I, uh, you and I talked about your the magazine is so beautiful. It's what I call a tabletop magazine. You know, we used to say tabletop books are that kind that you put out there because they're just so gorgeous and they're part of the the ambience of the room. Well, that's what right. that's what I look at for your magazine. It's just one well, of thank those. You. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, we um, strive for that. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, you got it. I think so. And I'm, <laughs> I'm really hoping that the Western can do the same. I think you've got so many beautiful oh, yeah. subjects to work with in oh, that. You absolutely. Know, that, There's so much potential. Yeah, I think it's going to be really fun. And, I, and I'd like to see it shook up a little bit in the magazine industry for the Western world, too. I, people, some of my heroes, Bill Reynolds with Cowboys and Indians, when it first started and then he went to Riata which was so beautiful too. And it was his kind of way to get back to, to beauty, you know, of a magazine and, and uh, less about commercialism, more about the beauty of the Western lifestyle. And um, so I'm looking forward to that too. And we want to contribute some articles. I know I've I've got dad um, thinking, Monty Roberts thinking about what, um, you know, what does, what does the Vaquero lifestyle look like? And some of the things that he grew up with in, in the central California, you know, Salinas Rodeo, they call it, they still call it the Rodeo, right? Um, mm-hmm. And and the beautiful, just the traditions of the West, Denver and different looks. I, it's kind of, a, there's sort of a retro thing going on, do you think? It is definitely. And, you know, we also, one of our contributors is Dr. Lori, who uh, has been on Auction Kings and most recently on The Curse of Oak Island. And she she's given us, we've dealt with her for many, many years, and she's always given us contributions about various antiques and whatnot. And we try to have the horse-themed ones in Elite Equestrian, but obviously we have to deviate a little bit. But let's face it, just because people own horses doesn't mean that they don't want to learn how to take care of their china or their jewelry. And she'll give right. us articles like that. But um, she gave us something that I'm, I'm most likely going to rerun run um, in the first issue of the Western magazine about uh, Western decor and people repurposing things like, you know, stirrups and saddles and, you know, things like that. And uh, she's had some really good topics uh, on Western um, motif and things uh, previously that um, I'm going to ask her to revamp them and, you know, update them and send them to me. So yeah, beautiful. um, That should be good. Mm -hmm. I just got a, 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 
communication from a friend of mine who is putting some money into helping relaunch HBRC, which growing up, HBRC was those Western, those beautiful, like Gene Autry type shirts, you know, that you'd see in the Western movies, the real fancy Mm -hmm. ones, you know. And uh, I think it's so great because they kind of went dormant, you know, and you Mm -hmm. lose your artisans. And uh, I love that you could encourage artisans to, you know, to hang in there or come back or recreate, you know, some of those little things too. So, uh, but you got to have horses in there. You got to tell us about horses and beautiful places where they live and, and uh, how we're keeping horses in our lives. So look forward to seeing Mm -hmm. some of that too. Yep, absolutely. Good, good. Well, thank you for, for foraying into that and having the energy and uh, passion to do it as well. We look Mm -hmm. forward to seeing that maybe by the time this is out, when do you, when do you launch? Do you know? Uh, in April sometime. By the end of April, it should be out. It's been very close to being out by the time um, this mm-hmm. co- this post. So we we ask people, encourage people to go look uh, for Elite Equestrian Magazine and also your Western version of that. Mm-hmm. The, the Western will be westernequestrianmagazine.com. That's right. Okay. So eliteequestrianmagazine.com and then westernequestrianmagazine.com. And this is Noelle Vanderbrink who's uh, sharing with us today. And I so appreciate it. And hi to Bill for us too. Okay. Thank you so much, Debbie. Yeah. Good to talk to you. Whisper the language of the herd. Listen, you don't have to say words. It's time for Jamie Jennings to fetch an email from Monty Roberts' inbox and share a morsel of Monty's wisdom in a little segment we like to call Ask Monty. Leave this world a better place than mine. The magic in the language of the Dear Monty, do you think it's beneficial to ride bareback? Monty's answer. The better riders we are, the better our chances our horses have to perform the tasks we request. Riding bareback is one good way to learn to be a better rider. I rode bareback extensively as a child, and I feel that it was helpful in training me to be constantly aware of the position of my horse's body and his movements as he negotiated turns, lead changes, and stops. I am a firm believer that if we are to be good riders, we should learn to ride both bareback and with a saddle. I further believe that we should at least know the basic principles for the correct riding in as many styles of saddle as possible. Western, English hunt seat, dressage, park seat, Australian stock saddle, and even Argentinian gaucho saddle. Knowledge is something none of us can have enough of. I even recommend that young riders should use a bareback pad at some stage in their education, as it is quite helpful for leg position. For more of these insights into good horsemanship, go to www.montyroberts.com and click on the orange banner that says, Get Free Horse Tips. Hi, I'm Monty Roberts, and I'm dedicated to training horses without pain. You can learn to do it, too, on my Equus Online University. Western... English, the beginner, or the advanced rider. It doesn't matter. You can connect with other students online, too, on our forum. And there's a new lesson every week. It's a lifetime of learning for you on my Equus Online University at MontyRoberts.com. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Where in the world is Monty Roberts? Monty is looking forward to meeting some new friends. 
two-legged and four-legged, April 21 on the West Coast. He'll be at the West Coast Dressage Convention in Thousand Oaks, California. Then May 23 and 24, we have the Movement Symposium and Festival with certified instructors and a lineup of nine presenters in California. May 25 through 27, we have a Horse Sense and Healing in the USA. And then July 23 through August 3, we have a Gentling Wild Horse course. That's one Jamie Jennings had taken at Flag is Up Farms in California. And then August 6th through 10th is our annual Monty special training, five days at Flag is Up Farms, also in California. Well, I don't get an opportunity to be here much, Debbie. So I just wanted to say you have been doing this show since May the 5th of 2013. Is that right? You're going into your fifth anniversary, and that puts you in about the top 2% of all podcasts because nobody makes it past a year. Um, (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) There are very few podcasts that actually make it past a year. I think it's like 10%. And then the number that make it past five years, I think, is like 2%. Oh, my gosh, I feel old. (laughs) Congratulations and good job. The eventing radio show, this and the Horse Radio Network this week, went over 10 years. On, on, Good grief. Yeah, That's so and every week for 10 years. And, and you've been in there plugging too. So I wanted to uh, thank you and, and congratulate you on, on your longevity. I knew you would because I know how stubborn you are. Yeah, yes. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> once, you, once you finally talk me into it. <laughs> that's I it. I knew you'd never quit because Debbie doesn't quit anything. So <laughs> I am not a quitter. I am not a quitter. You guys have been married yeah, well, a long time too, right? Yeah, that's true. How I'll long? married. 37 years. See, year, you I never quit anything. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> do or die. We're in no, our 30 we, year this year, actually. 30. Congratulations. Yeah. Now, you guys have to start reading statistics about that. There aren't too many. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you and I are, uh, the four of us are in a rare air up here. Rare air. Yeah. Anymore, I think it used to be pretty common, but I, you know, it would be interesting to take a look at that statistic, actually. And I'm sure it's out there. Depressing, uh, yeah. I think. But no, no, no. And, Actually, a lot of my friends have been married a long time, too. So I'm not picking on anybody. We, yeah, um, but if I you think, think about the total number of people you know and the number that have been married a long time without a divorce. I do know quite a few. Yeah, yeah I do. I do. Actually, we're really, I, I, you know, I think it's because we all kind of hung around horses. Maybe there's, there's, see, that's the common cause. Yeah, there. nobody had know. time to fool around. So. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> or money. So, <laughs> Focus on one. Yeah, that's right. At a time. Yeah. You don't have time for that crap. Funny. <laughs> and no I, more horses if no more marriage. <laughs> and we got to get your shows done early the end of May because something rare is happening. Um, Jennifer and I are actually going to go away for two weeks. We're taking a couple of weeks off. This will be the first two-week stint we've had since we started the Horse Radio Network 10 years ago. And we're going to go to Alaska, and and we're going to do Alaska visits. We're actually visiting uh, some uh, some friends uh, and listeners up there in Anchorage, and then going to do the seven-day cruise back from Alaska. That's fabulous. So We've been excited to do Alaska. It was either that or Scotland this year. We're going to do Scotland next year. We thought for our 30th we'd do Alaska. We're going to visit Lisa Kelly, Ice Road Trucker. She's up there. Um, She said if she can arrange it, she's going to pick us up in a truck. That would be fun. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We'll be waving you off at the... the, the, We'll be coming into Vancouver and then down to Seattle. So we're going to spend a couple days in each of those cities, too. Are you cruising up to Alaska? No, we're flying to Anchorage. We're going to spend two or three days, or actually three or four days in Anchorage and around there. And then uh, we're going to be cruising from... uh, 
from Anchorage down to Vancouver. So it's a one-way trip Beautiful. south. Uh, we did that because a lot of the cruises that go up and back, you have to go up and back. This oh, one, we have more time. stops because we're just doing it one way. So we actually oh. have stops every day in Alaska for all oh, seven funny. days. Yeah. So I, I thought it was a better itinerary and we love cruising now, as you know. So, um, yeah, so we're, true. so we're very excited. We have a balcony. We'll be able to, we'll be able to see the icebergs as they go by from our balcony with our cocoa. <laughs> It'll be cold a little that's bit. Right. That's, that's right. I get wimpy. That's why I said I know. Well, you'll have to tell us about it because I, that's one of my bucket lists. And Scotland is too. So look at you. I, you I know what, a- though? This uh, going, uh, here's a helpful hint. Here's your tip of the day for travel. Okay. If you're okay. going to do Alaska cruise, you go the end of May. It's half the price if you wait till June. Because you freeze to death. So you free well, and it's supposed to be in the sixties <laughs> and and maybe even low seventies. So it, for us, that's that's okay. Oh, that's uh, good. And the evenings maybe in the high forties. So th- that sounded doable to us. Okay. And yeah. uh, so there's your helpful hint. <laughs> okay, I will take that tip. Yeah, you might not get me on a ship, but I I would love to. I love to do one of those ships where you can put just like four couples on or whatever you know. And now see that I my... wouldn't do in the waters off Alaska. Too crazy, you're yeah. right. Yeah. But we've we've done we've done the, the Vancouver Island and all you know around in the the Puget Sound and all through the islands there. It is so beautiful. It's so beautiful. You I can watch wait. the whales and the, uh, there's little little are they dolphins? I always get those mixed up. But their markings are just like the killer whales. They're so cute. They're like little baby killer whales. It's just beautiful up there. And they have Deer Island and all these places. And there's horses throughout. It's, it's we're going to do a couple train trips too, which is Jennifer's passion. Her oh. family were railroaders, so oh. we're going to get to do a couple of the train trips in Alaska too. We can't go up there without doing those, or I'd get divorced. We wouldn't make it past thirty years. So. Oh no, not worth it. Okay. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for having me. Oh, I am so happy to have you back. It's nice to catch up. Let's not make it another five years. Okay. okay. <laughs> Well, you can find out more about Monty and Debbie and the whole gang over there at MontyRoberts.com. And also, you can find Monty's calendar, or you can give him a call at 805-688-6288. For details about today's show, go to HorsemanshipRadio.com, where you can find links, photos, and more information about our guests. As always, we love your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook under Facebook.com slash MontyRoberts, or at Twitter at Twitter.com slash Monty underscore Roberts. You can get to free... Uh, app for the Horse Radio Network, one of 17 shows on there. The Horsemanship Radio Show is, I sounded like Yoda. Um, and <laughs> you can find out it's free and it's easy to download at any of your app stores on your phone. So just yes. search for Horse Radio Network. That's right. Get get Yoda on <laughs> the <right>. Horse Radio Network. <laughs> you did not sound like Yoda. Well, many thanks to our sponsors, too. That is Omega Fields, Cavallo Horse and Rider, and Monty's Equus Online University. Be sure to visit all the other great shows, too, on the Horse Radio Network, and that's uh, at www.horseradionetwork.com. Until next time, have many happy horse hours.